Then, money that was to have come to me went elsewhere, and she discarded me. I pleaded with her, as I've never pleaded with any living creature before or since, for I was caught by her sweet face and loved her. And in the end, by way of answer, she took me to the glass mirror, and stood side by side with me, and looked into it. Now, she said, if I am beauty, who are you? That was when I was only twenty. And so I stood and stared, and felt a sort of grim satisfaction in the sense of my own loneliness, for I had neither father, nor mother, nor brother. And as I stared, there came a knock at my door. I listened before I went to answer it, for it was nearly twelve o'clock at night, and I was in no mood to admit any stranger. I had but one friend in the college, or indeed in the world. Perhaps it was he. Just then the person outside the door coughed, and I hastened to open it, for I knew the cough. A tall man of about thirty, with the remains of singular personal beauty, hurried in, staggering beneath the weight of a massive iron box, which he carried by a handle with his right hand. He placed the box upon the table, and then fell into an awful fit of coughing. He coughed and coughed, till his face became quite purple, and at last he sank into a chair and began to spit up blood. I poured out some whiskey into a tumbler and gave it to him. He drank it and seemed better, although his better was very bad indeed. "'Why did you keep me standing there in the cold?' he asked pettishly. "'You know the draughts are death to me.' I didn't know who it was. You're a late visitor. Yes, and verily I believe it's my last visit, he answered, with a ghastly attempt at a smile. I'm done for, Holly. I'm done for. I do not believe I shall see tomorrow. Nonsense, I said. Let me go for a doctor. He waved me back imperiously with his hand. It is sober sense, but I want no doctors. I have studied medicine, and I know all about it. Doctors can't help me. My last hour has come. For a year past, I've only lived by a miracle. Now listen to me, as you never listened to anybody before, for you will not have the opportunity of getting me to repeat my words. We've been friends for two years. Tell me, how much do you know about me? I know that you're rich, and have had the fancy to come to college long after the age when most men leave it. I know that you've been married, and that your wife died, and that you've been the best, indeed almost the only, friend I've ever made. Did you know that I have a son? No. I have. He's five years old. He cost me his mother's life and I have never been able to bear to look upon his face in consequence. Ollie, if you will accept the trust, I'm going to leave you as that boy's sole guardian. I sprang almost out of my chair. Me? Yes, you. I've not studied you for two years for nothing. I've known for some time that I couldn't last. And since I faced the fact, I've been searching for someone to whom I could confide the boy. 
and this. And he tapped the iron box. You are the man, Holly. For like a rugged tree, you are hard and sound at core. Listen, this boy will be the only representative of one of the most ancient families in the world. That is, so far as families can be traced. You will laugh at me when I say it, but one day it will be proved to you beyond a doubt that my sixty-fifth or sixty-sixth lineal ancestor was an Egyptian priest of Isis. Though he was himself of Grecian extraction and was called Callicrates. His father was one of the Greek mercenaries raised by Hack Hor, a Mendesian pharaoh of the twenty-ninth dynasty, and his grandfather or great-grandfather.